the thing that comes to mind immediately when I hear something like that is tapeworms. <sighs> Sorry. This is a totally... We can talk about this another time, but tapeworms don't have intestines. They don't have digestive systems at all. Right. They just absorb the nutrients because they're living in your intestine. Why do they need... Listen, listen. All right, we'll stop. I don't <laughs> but, love them. No, I don't either, but they're... They're an animal. <laughs> So, of course, they're interesting. <laughs> okay, how do I usually start us off? Welcome to Fonifax. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Fonifax. I'm Grace. And I'm Mads. And this is a podcast about animal facts that hopefully you didn't know. Hopefully it's funny. And I haven't introduced this in a while, so hopefully I did a good enough job. But today, I after a long break, I did not want to do something gross, but then... <sighs> but then you did? <laughs> Yeah, it's like actually an animal that when you say the animal's name, it gives people, they always react like, ugh, ugh, gross, mm. So today I want to talk about hagfish. Do you know what that, those are? I don't, me, I don't know. It's not a blobfish, right? No. Oh, no, they're not blobfish. And poor blobfish, they, they don't look that bad when they're under high pressure. I know. It's only when you bring them to the surface that they look like freaks. I know. Fun mini animal fact. Yes. Stop being mean to blobfish. I mean, they don't care, but... <laughs> anyway, okay. They probably care about being exploded to the surface. <laughs> so, anyway, I guess if you don't know what a hagfish is, then you wouldn't think it's gross but what hagfish are are they they look like eels they're this jawless fish that doesn't have eyes and it's a scavenger and it feeds on dead things in the ocean mm -hmm. they don't have bones they have like a cartilaginous skull and like a rasping organ rasping rasping like scraping oh scraping like that's how they tear away flesh Ugh. and so they're not really good at biting and just chewing on things like we are so they do gross things like when you pull a dead body out of the ocean it's usually covered in hagfish mm. that have like wormed their way in through any opening oh because yeah so they're pretty gross that's like the reaction that people usually have to hagfish <laughs> and then on top of that, if it's not gross enough, their defense mechanism is to just create copious amounts of slime. <laughs> and actually, that's why I wanted to talk about them today, because the more I read about them, they're actually really cool. <laughs> I mean, so disgusting, but so cool. So I think it was a couple years ago, a truck full of hagfish got in an accident in Oregon. Because they, it's a delicacy in Korea. They're called slime eels. What? And so 75,000 pounds of hagfish just spilled all over the road. And it was, you should look up pictures because there's just slime on everything. <laughs> because less than a teaspoon of slime that they release can expand 10,000 times in size. <laughs> 
what yeah oh my god i just googled it it's amazing it looks like a god sneezed on the road oh my gosh this is very gross (laughs) it's so i yeah the picture uh, picture's worth a thousand words i can't really (laughs) it's so you know, I think my friend Alex, shout out Alex, uh, sent this to me like months ago and I just, I totally forgot about it. Slash was probably studying for the bar. This photo. Yeah. These photos. I, I mean, it, this part definitely is in your realm of pop culture. and But scientists are interested in this because it's a really weird substance that it expands so much and that it's not sticky. It's actually one of the softest substances. So it's more than 10,000 times softer than jello. Softer? Yeah. Apparently when you stick your hand in it, it feels like spider webs and it Look. doesn't feel sticky until you try to pull your hand out. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'll let you process that a little bit. I just... All right. It's processed. It's processed. But scientists want to know how this happens because they think it might be... They might be winding, like there's these little threads of protein that they just wind really, really tight in their, the cells in their slime glands. And the military's really interested in it too, because if you could just throw a bomb of this stuff, then it would like incapacitate oh people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's stored really tight and then you throw it and it's 10,000 times bigger. <laughs> <laughs> really amazing. And just to give you an idea how thin it is, it's one one hundredth of the width of a human hair is one strand, but it can stretch four to six inches. What? Yeah, really weird. And so what they do is they use it to protect themselves. So something comes up and bites them, and then <laughs> they have this mouth full of goo. And the thing is, it's like, well, it's still getting bitten. Their skin is so loose. <laughs> it's like, like I guess if a dog bit someone wearing sweatpants or something, except I guess that's not a good analogy. <laughs> it's like their their skin is like sweatpants. <laughs> it's like super, it's super loose on their body, so sharks can come up and. We gotta learn how to monetize all aspects of the hagfish, because apparently they they're out here. They feel like sweatpants. They're softer than... Well, I don't think they... I th- Their skin is as loose as sweatpants. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So for a while, scientists thought they were just like these scavenging things that produced a lot of slime. But they knew that they tied... They can tie their bodies in knots and move the knot across their body. So they actually... When they get too much slime, they just like create a knot and then push the slime off their body. What? It's really weird. Like, you watch the video and you're like, there's just a knot, like a shoelace knot, like a granny knot, just moving up and down the ant. Well, just usually one direction. It just moves one way down the animal's body. It's so weird looking. Why does that work? They just move the muscles and... I mean, like, why does that work to get the slime off? Oh, no, it just, like, pushes it off. When you're trying to get water out of your hair with your hands, you just squeeze it out. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like that. I'll buy that, but water isn't quite so sticky. The slime isn't sticky. It's just there. It's just like so many strands of this. It's like if you had invisible thread 
in a bucket and you're like oh there's nothing in that bucket and then you pick it up and you're like oh what's all this thread doing here i can't get my hand out it's it's like that a very relatable premise oh i don't no no i love it i love it (laughs) (laughs) they actually tie these knots to turn themselves into this little lever so they can use their knot to make a fulcrum and use it to actually get enough force to rip flesh from like dead bodies and stuff instead of just wiggling in through orifices oh my god and then the coolest thing is they just figured this out a couple years ago is they do hunt actually they thought they were just these things that ate dead and dying things but they can hunt and they've used their knots that they make to leverage them they go into a hole where a fish is hiding and they can use their knot to pull the fish out like create enough force that they can press against the knot and pull the fish out they're so weird so so they just have a knot in them like all the time or they no no they look like eels and then they can tie themselves in a knot and then they can easily get out of it yeah, it's super easy for them to get out of it. But how does... The video is so weird. It look, it makes it look like it's really easy for them to get out of it. I guess I don't understand. How does how does the knot make enough force? It means they have something to leverage against. Hmm. I'm trying to think of another analogy. You know, like when you're doing arm wrestling and then it's easier if you have something to push against with the other arm? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just like something they can brace against because otherwise they're just a, a like a eel, and they don't have anything to press against. So it just gives them one like a leveraging point. Okay, okay. Now that I'm looking, I'm looking at like a diagram, and it's very helpful. To I understand now what you're trying to say. Yeah, how can I describe it better? Because I'm sure if you're confused, other people will be too. I think what you just said helps. So I was thinking that it was somehow like the act of tying or untying the knot gave the force but it's actually oh no no, being in the knot and then having another part of its body to push against to have the force right 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 yeah exactly that makes that makes more sense i get that i get that i was just having a hard time visualizing it yeah and there what else about them okay so these are weird animals like they're fish but i don't when you think of a fish you don't immediately think of something like this no (laughs) they're closely related to lampreys Mm. which is also not cuddliest fish ever so they don't have stomachs and actually they absorb nutrients through their skin better than their intestines i said they don't have eyes they don't have taste buds they don't have scales they don't have bones and so because they're this weird fish Scientists for a long time thought that all vertebrates evolved from something like a lam- like a lamprey or a hagfish, something that they thought was like simple, simple in quotes. But actually, this year they came out with a paper on this. They found a fossilized hagfish, wow. which is a really big deal because they could identify it. They found it was surrounded by fossilized slime. <coughs> um, and they could find the slime glands, and then it had a lot of characteristics of a hagfish that we see today. And I didn't quite, I read the paper, well, I didn't read the paper. I tried to read the paper, and I didn't quite understand it. So I had to go to some people who summarized it very nicely. But the characteristics it has make it seem that actually 
these guys aren't the ancestors to all vertebrates. They evolved from something. They could have possibly lost bones, lost eyes, lost complex eyes, lost their taste buds, lost their stomachs and their scales to become these specialized scavengers. Huh. Yeah. It's still, I'm sure people are arguing about it, but I think it's interesting. Because just because something doesn't have a lot of something doesn't mean it's the early, like, closest to what the ancestor looked like. And I mean, all these behaviors, I said, I don't think any of these things are simple, in quotes, behaviors. Yeah. Wow. So I think that's, that's pretty interesting. That's what I had about hagfish. That's wild. Hopefully I did them justice. I feel like they're a lot cooler than I... I mean, they are super gross. And I was like... There's like... I have a morbid fascination with them. And even their cool facts are pretty morbidly interesting. There's not anything that you're like, Oh, that's so cool and also not gross. (laughs) (laughs) So it's pretty gross. (laughs) That's okay. We, We deal with that a lot on this show. Yeah. But as a side note, if you ever eat slime eel or you have something made out of eel skin probably hagfish oh might be closer than you think what do they make out of eel skin i don't know really i don't know i have no idea (laughs) i guess this like okay well you did bring it up so i didn't think it was gonna be that (laughs) i have i think i have shoes made out of leather leather cow leather but yeah i don't know what do people like make snakeskin things out I of? I thought like shoes and bags, but I could be wrong. I don't really know again. I have no idea. I don't even know how you eat these things without like just tasting like slime. Okay, I have another question for you. Yes. So slime eel. Is it really is it mostly just eaten in Korea or is it the accident that happened in Oregon, they were shipping it to Korea. Got it. I don't know. I mean I had never heard of I didn't know people ate them. I have no idea. I just know that it's popular in Korea. Hmm. I'm looking at <laughs> I was just like slime eel Korea just to see like if it was more about it. Since hagfish slime is fibrous and full of protein, it's regularly used as a substitute for egg whites in Korean cuisine. Oh. To this end, hagfish are sometimes kept in cages, which are rattled and hit to agitate the fish, and the resulting slime is collected. Oh! You don't like that? I think it's kind of cruel. Well, they also eat it, so they skin it. They, <laughs> this is worse. They skin it alive and grill it with <laughs> onion and garlic. Oh, gross. I oh. love what grosses you out and what doesn't gross you out. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I know there's, like, people boil lobsters and stuff yeah i don't know i don't know it'll set me off oh one other thing i wanted to ask about was you said something like they don't have intestines and they died or they some something oh they have intestines they have intestines they just don't have like a stomach but you said something about like their skin yeah and i tried i didn't look up the primary literature on this but they yeah they can absorb nutrients their skin i mean it's not common i've never heard of another fish that can do that i don't know or i guess there might be another fish that can do that i think it's sounds like they're really specialized for eating being inside Mm -hmm. a body and absorbing nutrients yeah they're really specialized for the kind of lifestyles 
Mm-hmm. So. It's a little neato. Yeah. There's some cool videos. I won't put any of the gross ones up, but maybe some not tying videos. You could also do some slime pictures, because I just think the people need to see. Yeah. It's so hard to find royalty-free slime pictures, though. I haven't looked. <laughs> sure people have their trademarks all over it. Oh, man. Royalty-free <laughs> slime picture. Anyway, that's what I have. Do you have something less gross to talk about? It's a lot less gross. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it'd be better. I don't know. This is good. Just gross people out, and then if they stay for your segment, then we know that they are really true dedicated. fans. True fans. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around. <laughs> okay. Well, the story that I was going to tell, actually, it's pretty cute. Oh, okay. It's about this beekeeper in Turkey, and he had a problem with these bears coming and stealing his honey. And so he was trying all these different things. So he said, oh, also his name is Ibrahim Sedef. I don't know how to say that, but Sedef. He said, five bears visit me regularly in certain periods. They first come after the winter sleep around March 15th. Then they go for copulating and come back in November before the next winter sleep. He said he over three years he'd lost, he estimated that he lost about $10,000. Jeez. He did so many things to try and deter them and to protect the hives. He tried to secure them by putting them in metal cages. He also tried leaving food like bread and fruit and other kinds of honey to prevent the bears from going directly to the hives that didn't work now that sounds like it wouldn't work it didn't (laughs) okay because if a bear is gonna hibernate they're not gonna be like oh i have this food here i'm not gonna attack that hive full of bee larvae and honey yeah his his idea was leaving out alternative snacks and being like oh yes they will give up that did not happen so then he decided oh sorry before i get to that he's done different like taste tests of the bears with this experiment kind of accidentally at first i would say and then it became intentional so he put out this style of bran bread that is local to his area in turkey Mm -hmm. and it's always the first choice of the bears among other kinds of breads, and their second choice is sourdough bread. (laughs) I just love this detail. So he decided that he would test what kind of honey they liked, and he set up a night camera, and he had a table laid out with four different kinds of honey for the bears to feast on, and... What? This is not where I was thinking the story was going to (laughs) go. And to not his surprise, I guess, he reported back that the bears would go for the most expensive honey every single time, which is called Anzer honey. It's about $171 per kilo or a thousand liras. And so it's one of the most expensive honeys on the market. And he would change the place of the t- trays and the tables. And every time the bees would start, the bees, the bears would start with the Anzer honey. And he said, translated into English, I said, these big boys know their stuff. They prefer the expensive and quality honey. These big guys sure have taste. He said that while he was frustrated with the break-ins, whenever he watches the video of these bears, he's like, I forget all the damage they do. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) 
And there's really hilarious black and white footage of these bears going up to a table with labeled like bowls of honey and just going at it. Why was he putting out honey for them? I don't understand. That was part of his like, you'll eat the honey and leave my hives alone strategy. And then he, I don't understand. And then he was like, well, might as well see which one they like best. <laughs> Is that like what this was? <laughs> yeah. Did he ever get rid of them? No, I don't think so. What? I don't like this story. What? <laughs> I thought he was gonna... I mean, I guess I should be... I'm happy that he's, like, not gonna shoot them or anything, but I thought he'd, like, find a way for him to save money and keep his hives from being destroyed. But now you're saying he's, like, just started giving them gourmet honey? Well, I think he started, like... He was quality testing the honey for bears. I mean, honestly... This is all probably a publicity marketing thing in the sense that I'm sure he gets a lot more business now that everyone knows about him and the bears, don't you think? Oh, hmm. Yeah. But he seems really, he seems very sweet. <laughs> like I said, he was like, I still love them. <laughs> it's really cute. I just, I thought, well, I mean, I do, no, it's it's a good story. I just like, I thought... I guess it was a feel-good story and not, like, a... Not for you, apparently. <laughs> well, I don't know. I thought there'd be, like, more... Resolution. Yes, resolution. That's the word. And instead, it just kind of, like, petered out before the climax. Wow! What? No! I mean, it does! Like, I thought there was going to be, like, you know, action! And then it was, like... Because he didn't, he didn't stop the bears. <laughs> Not, it wasn't your telling. It was just this, I guess that's life. <laughs> I guess that's life. Sometimes you just give the bears more honey, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm um, sorry. I, did, I thought, I didn't know you'd be so disappointed. Well, <laughs> it just bothers me. I could see that. I mean, it is very cute watching the bears eat honey. But they're still, they're still in his hive i don't know how i feel about it wow i guess this is i guess this is good i mean it could end a lot worse like <laughs> with him like up with a bearskin rug or something oh my gosh sad race sad no i wouldn't tell that story <laughs> i mean that's how these stories usually end right so i guess i i, I don't know how many times is there a bear in the no i mean like in in life i think most people don't put up with this i guess that's true I've just been, okay, I've just been too many, to too many animal behavior talks where they're like, elephants are getting into the crops, what do we do? And then usually they're like, somebody killed the elephant. Oh. Poachers. Or like, we can't stop them, it's bad. There's not usually a cute story to go with it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like I just rained on your story no. completely. Oh man, and you put up so well with my slime story. Oh gosh. It is truly fine. I see now. I see now. You want you want a punchy story that gets you somewhere, not just like, and then they were all friends and they walked off into the sunset together. <laughs> that makes it sound terrible. <laughs> yeah, I want a, a gritty bee farmer story. <laughs> it's all right. We're, we're going to make a reboot of it and we'll, we'll get the 
we'll give it what it deserves. Yeah. When it goes to Hollywood, it needs a little bit of punching up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am sorry, though. <laughs> sorry. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I just hope. I just hope it wasn't as unsatisfying for everyone else. No, I think people love it. People like that kind of stuff, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they do. It's just not great, apparently. I miscalculated. <laughs> oh. No, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the videos. It does look cute. Shall I close this out before we cause everyone more pain? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Fauna Facts. It's great to be back. You can find us on Instagram if you want to see some of these bears and hagfish slime, hopefully, at Fauna Facts Podcast. You can find us online at our blog if you don't have Instagram at faunafactspodcast.blogspot.com. And as always, if you enjoyed this, feel free to rate us five stars, subscribe, share with a friend. We really love doing this, and we hope that anyone else out there has some fun with it, too. So thank you. Yep. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.